It's like, have you ever picked up an old hymnal? People have been singing Jesus is my boyfriend song since the 1400s. <laughs> That's a great question. I didn't have any friends, so I can't really answer it. <laughs> Before we even get started, I know you got a lot of things that you're going to make fun of me for, <laughs> but I don't know that I really have to take any of your flack because I don't even know that you're real. <laughs> it's true. It's how can, true. How can you even prove to me that you're real, Haas, before I we... Was, before I was going to say we've never met in, in real life, but I don't think that matters <laughs> because you can be surrounded by real people and still question... Their existence. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Clark understands me. She, she she knows. If I think that's maybe something that I thought about when I was like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I mean, real quick, the genesis of that is actually pretty innocent. I think it started when I was a kid, and one of the things we were talking about in our church group, and and then at home was. How, what happens to people who are severely mentally disabled? Mm-hmm. I.e., how does God judge them if, if you know, like so if someone has Down syndrome or is severely right. disabled? Yes. And one of the schools of thought that was put out, not that you know, I believe it or my family believe it, it was just thrown out there. Is well, if someone's really disabled, they're they're um, they're God's messenger, they just put mm. here to teach us things. And, That's interesting. And one of the, and I also heard the idea that, you know, if someone is just really, really disabled and can't even communicate, well, maybe they're an angel. Oh. So I, I'm not saying so, I, I believe that. I'm just saying that's where it kind of came from. And then from there, it just snowballed into, all right, well, if <laughs> this person's not real, how do I know <laughs> if anybody's real? How do you even know if you're real? I mean, it's, what if this is like a, a, just a matrix that God has put me in? And it's just a big simulation. Mm. I, I don't know what to tell you there. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter what you tell me. I just assumed it would be part of the, the simulation. So. <laughs> I can't be helped. Let's just move on. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's fine. Outraged. I'm outraged at the last episode. No, at, you're not. Stop at the, it. At the cowardice displayed by my wife in refusing <laughs> to tell the R-rated version of the Stapler story. Haas, I assure Let's you. Let's hear it. I Let's hear you, your version. I assure you that in the first few years of our marriage, when she would retell <laughs> that story... <laughs> Let's just say that the Stapler was adequately serviced. <laughs> Uh, I, <laughs> why would the story it seems like the story would get more uh what's the word <laughs> rowdy <laughs> raucous as the years went by but it's gotten more tame well if why is that? <laughs> listen you know my wife she is obsessed with her brand she <laughs> she she does not want to do go one iota farther than what her brand cannot be threatened by. She doesn't, she doesn't want her brand threatened is what I'm trying to say. So she, she didn't tell the whole story (laughs) in the, in the earliest versions of the story. The stapler was, I mean, there may or may not have been some hand gestures associated with the telling of the story. (laughs) Maybe some other gestures. I want to know. Yes. Here's what I want to know. Do men have these stories <laughs> where they're giving each other advice before their wedding night? That's a great question. I didn't have any friends, so I can't really answer. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> if there was a female version of this story, what office <laughs> equipment would be used? <laughs> um... <laughs> What if it was what if it was also the stapler? Oh no. <laughs> we'll delete that. That was bad. The stapler remover. What? 
I don't even know why that was bad, but I still feel like we need to take that out. <laughs> Anyways, I wish that I would have asked that last week. I forgot about it. Like wondering if men have these sort of, hey, um, it's almost your wedding night. Do you know what to do? Okay. Conversations. Now that you said <laughs> that, now that you said that, I do remember my first year of Christian college. There, you, this will make you really uncomfortable. We'll probably have to take okay. it out, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. My first year of Christian college, there was a guy, and I'll say his name, uh, Brian. <laughs> okay. And he Brian. Would, he showed, he was going around like showing, now why like he would know this and why we wouldn't think to like be suspicious, I don't know. But like he was doing this thing with his hands and like he was showing us how to make. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And he was like going around very proud of himself and very wokely. <laughs> Showing us, <laughs> showing us how to make a hangina, uh. <laughs> and telling us, well, this is what it's going to be like on your wedding night, guys. Wow, hangina! Oh gosh. So, Brian, yeah. there, to answer your question, yes, I just thought of that. That doesn't count. That's not like advice that's just a guy trying to be cool <laughs> <laughs> well um part of the thing too is that when like in christian college whenever somebody got married they would just mm-hmm. disappear into the married <laughs> dorm and we'd never see them again like they well, wouldn't they would that's understandable they wouldn't surface for air long enough to tell us anything <laughs> And I think all Christian colleges are kind of like that. You've got the 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 regular dorms, and you've got like these really crappy units, like way like on the other side of campus. So they're run down and rickety. Would they stick all of the uh, the married? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's that's the way it is for all Christian colleges. I just don't think it's something that guys do, like Christian young guys. I don't think they sit down with each other and give each other advice. No, I mean, I I think there's a little they're bit They're either too embarrassed or they just assume that everybody knows what they're doing. I think it's both. Or something. I think it's, I think it's uh, a little bit of hubris of, oh, I, I got this. I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> but it, it is also a little bit of shyness. Of yeah. How do I ask this? Like, who do I, you know, because I don't know. It, it's just. A little different Mm -hmm. for guys. Maybe it shouldn't be, but it is. Yeah. Oh, well. You figure it out eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Years later, in some cases. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. Hey, I'm still outraged. I'm still outraged, Haas. Oh, man. You're still (laughs) outraged. Okay. Let's go. Still outraged. Uh, the first of all, that you guys didn't know the difference between remember the Titans and facing the Giants. That was just me. I didn't remember. Awful. But- <laughs> Awful. Also, remember the Titans. Who cares about football movies? <laughs> Not me. Should we pull up your football tweet? <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> I wish I knew what made me tweet that. It's kind of better without any meaning, though. <laughs> do you, should we? Do you want to talk yeah, about your, your football tweet? Yeah, just just read it. I don't have it up, but I know you have it like saved I as an icon on your saved. desktop or something. I don't have it saved. How dare you? Oh, first of all, like you, you, you make fun of me for jerking the gherkin. <laughs> all right, so let's let's go to Twitter. <laughs> And let's search from little Casey. <laughs> and let's put in the word titties. <laughs> from January. This is a Super Bowl tweet because it was from January 11th. It's got to be the okay. Super Bowl. Yeah, it was definitely the Super Bowl. January 11th, 2016. It's not a football game without some titties or something. It's true. (laughs) 
Only two likes. Well, you know. Mm. <laughs> Are you one like. of them? No, I didn't like it. It was. Uh, you better like that. Joke. I'm gonna like it right now. <laughs> I'm sure I could look up like whatever the halftime show was, or something, and <laughs> see why I tweeted that. <laughs> I could retweet it right now, but that'd be super creepy. Some I'm not. <laughs> I don't know why I tweeted that. I was annoyed, probably, at whatever was going on. Like I am during almost every minute of every football game I've ever watched. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go back to your movie. All right, remember the Titans. Hey, it's a horrible movie. It's a horrible movie, Haas. Okay, what's it about? What's the point of the movie? Okay, the point of the movie is that Denzel Washington... Present day Denzel Washington playing a guy in the 70s, which he doesn't even pretend to act like he's in the 70s. He just goes in as straight Denzel Washington. How do you pretend to act like you're in the 70s? I don't know what that means. (laughs) I I don't know. Like he, uh, I I just don't think that's how, I, I don't think that's how a black man was acting in the 70s like he doesn't i don't know it, you really are an expert on everything <laughs> <laughs> okay keep going he, keep he's, going he's okay he's doing it as movie star denzel washington from 2005 like that's okay, how he's okay. playing 19, I know what you mean. He's, he's playing a, a nondescript football coach from 1971 but he's playing okay. it as movie star denzel from 2005 <laughs> okay <laughs> All right. The, the the movie is that Denzel Washington cures racism with football. Okay. That's that's the plot of the movie. He cures racism with football. Yeah. Got it. All right. In 30 seconds, here's my problem with Remember the Titans. There's a scene where they do a, the boys do a synchronized football dance. Do you remember this scene? <laughs> sort of. They come out to the, the climactic game and they're doing a a, a a, a synchronized dance. Hey, no 18-year-old boy is going to do a synchronized doo-wop <laughs> dance in a football game. Hey, guess okay. what? They should have won the state title. It's not an underdog story, Haas. They took two <laughs> high schools that were really good at football, the white school and the black school. Both of them were really good at football. And then they combined them. They made an all-star team with those two schools. They should have won every single game. Oh, man. Also, why did Coach let Bertier kick ray off the team when is that ever you're gonna let a 17 year old kid kick another 17 year old kid off the team why no that's ray not realistic why, did ray, <laughs> why didn't ray say f you you're not the coach <laughs> another thing why ryan gosling i got some problems with gosling in this movie he is supposed, i didn't even know he was in that he is he is okay he, supposedly all section all section defensive back, and yet he—that means the, nothing to me. He's the it's okay. He's the worst player on the team. It's like a running <laughs> gag that he can't cover anybody, and yet it's pointed out that he was all section last year. I don't understand. And lastly, but not leastly, Sunshine is garbage. He is garbage. Who's sunshine the is cor- he a player? The quarterback. Okay. Okay. The, the dreamy quarterback with the long hair. Okay. Absolute garbage. The sunshine <laughs> angle. He can throw a 50-yard spiral on a rope, but he can't make a three-yard pitch behind him? That's why Sunshine doesn't play, Casey, is that he can throw a beautiful spiral, but when it comes to pitching the ball behind him to a running back, he always misses. Wow. Has anybody that ever made this movie actually seen a football game? (laughs) I can relate to that feeling. Uh Anytime there's anything in a movie that has to do with buckling a child into a car seat (laughs) (laughs) or a TV show, I just wonder if anybody working or acting has ever used a car seat. Like, (laughs) have you noticed this? I mean, they put like the car seat in the front seat of a vehicle. And just expect people like me to be able to watch the movie and not be annoyed. <laughs> this feels an awful lot like how I feel when people wake up in the same bed and immediately start making out. Ugh, 
disgusting. It's disgusting. It's so disgusting. Oh my gosh. You've got fart mouth. Like why do you Oh <laughs> worse. Our kids walk in our room every morning and tell us we stink. We're like, well, you know what? Get out. <laughs> but how many times have you seen that when people wake up in oh, the morning? It's gross. Just roll over and start going at oh. it. I don't It's disgusting. Yeah, this is, we could do a whole segment on this. <laughs> Annoying, unrealistic things in movies. Remember about, the Titans, though, man. How about like when you, when it's like a family <laughs> sitcom and they go to the fridge to get some milk, but they've got the little like half gallon of milk? <laughs> I buy them. <laughs> Who are you? I buy half, well, we don't like drink milk. We use it for cereal and stuff and... I buy half gallons because I don't want my kids spilling a gallon of milk on the floor. Oh, but you get like a bunch of them though. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I remember watching the Cosby show one time before we knew what Bill Cosby was. And you know, there's like 10 people in that house and he went to pour himself some orange juice and it was like this tiny little court oh, yeah. carton oh, yeah. of orange juice. <laughs> Maybe is- it was his private orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> the, the non-roofied orange juice. Sometimes we have drinks in our fridge, not even alcohol. It's like, no, guys, you can't have this. This is ours. <laughs> <laughs> um. <sighs> so football movies are... Do you have any football movies that you actually like? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, the, the Blind Side is barely a football movie, but it's better than Remember the Titans. Okay, I never saw that one. But so. Friday, Friday Night Lights is, is to me, is the gold standard. That's a show, though, right? Well, it's a show and a movie. The movie came first. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I, I haven't watched that either. I think that's like confessing a sin. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's good. It's a high school football in Texas, and it's got Billy Bob Thornton as a coach. So he actually... Ugh. He actually kind of sounds like he's an actual football coach and <laughs> doesn't doesn't have the horrible Hollywood Southern accent. He's so creepy, though. It's hard for me to watch him in things. Oh, man. But he was married to Angelina Jolie, like young Angelina Jolie. I know. And they were so gross, like creepy gross. Ugh. Ugh. Mm. Yeah. Well, how long do you how long do you think he thought about it when when she said you want to be together? <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's how it went. I think he probably saw her daddy issues and prayed on that. Don't you think? <laughs> well, I mean, yes, but I'm just thinking like if she was the if she was the initiator, I'm just wondering like did Billy Bob Thornton have the have the onions? To actually play it out a beat and be like, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it. (laughs) And just let her, you know, just just let her hang on the line just for a second. (laughs) I just remember some like red carpet footage where they're hanging all over each other and someone's interviewing them. And they're like, we just had sex in the car on the way here. We just had sex in the car on the way here. (laughs) Like, you know what, guys? First of all, no, you didn't. Because you're still in the same clothes. It was extremely frantic. <laughs> they they were they definitely had a brand that they were trying to maintain. So are you saying that you and Danny do not wear files of each other's blood around your neck? <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Uh, you know, for Kendra and I, it's not an everyday thing. It's, it's, it becomes less special if you do it every day. Yeah, just if you're feeling disconnected, just put that vial of blood around your neck and there you go. Exactly. And we are on fire today, Haas. <laughs> we really are. We're all over the place. Let's, I let's, love it. Let's take it down just a notch. And, okay. And just have a little cool segment right here. We'll take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> And say hello to our new patrons. Thank you so much for joining up to support the podcast. We- Please stick around after you've just listened to the first 15 <laughs> minutes of talking. <laughs> thank you to Susie P. And thank you to Elizabeth. Yes. Thank you. For both joining in. 
We don't really know hope that now you can send me my five dollars. <laughs> you know what? Don't don't do the electronic now. I want a crisp, brand new five dollar bill in the mail. Do you want me to charge? I'm charging you interest in the form of a stamp. <laughs> Listen, I was going to wait until we did a couple episodes and just send a lump sum. Do you want the $5 Venmoed right now? No. no. I can just I Venmo don't. it during the episode so you can no, have it. No, you don't. I want a crisp $5 bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being silly. <sighs> <laughs> Why do you, I mean why why do you think people support this podcast? I don't know because it's fun <laughs> consistently. It's consistently fun, right? <laughs> I, th- I think it's cuz we just don't care. I know. That too. <laughs> and the, the it Christ- has to get really really old that everything you consume, I mean Put out TV shows and movies, but like everything you consume in culture is just so carefully crafted every time, right? <laughs> I'm not trying to like insult this podcast. I'm trying to say it's a good thing to not take yourself so seriously all the time. Because I feel like when everything we look at is taking itself so seriously, then we feel that pressure too in our own lives and our own like image that we feel like we have to project. But if, if, if there's something out there that's just, like, fun and enjoyable and not forced, then maybe you can, like, take a breath and relax. So, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's a good reason. I totally agree. Very well said. I, I hope just to... Every, it's, I know you're not on Instagram. And people use social media for different things. So, I'm not going to, like, be mean about it. But even... Just normal people. Just like everything is so carefully put together. Curated, if you will. Yeah, curated. Yeah, that's definitely the better word. But but are you are you cultivating authenticity? (laughs) I don't know. I'm (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) We'll get to that, right? When we talk about my tweets. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited for the tweets. So excited for the tweets. Uh, I hope the podcast can be an escape for people. Yeah, for sure. Not like an unhealthy escape. Like if you have stuff you need to face, then face it. But sometimes you need a break from just the hardness of life. Sorry for saying that. Okay, Voss Camp. (laughs) (laughs) I I was ready. I knew it was coming. So what you're saying is these people have to do that hard thing? Yes. Let's do it. Let love leak through the cracks. (laughs) So I'm trying to do a podcast here, and you people are just making Voskamp jokes. (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry. Not going to sit here and let you hijack this entire podcast. (laughs) Okay. All right, Anyways, so- thanks Susie P and Elizabeth and all the other patrons who are sticking around. Yeah, we appreciate all of you and the listeners too. Even if even if you're not a patron. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. We love all of you. <laughs> most of you, most of you. All right. So you, what do you want? Do you want to do youth group crush, or you want to do Christian tweets, or save the Christian tweets for the end? Uh, I'm good to do whatever. All right, let's let's uh, let's 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 end on the uh, let's end on the high note. Let's end on the Christian tweets. Okay. Um, so we I got- like how you always like <laughs> make it so that the semi-serious thing is the low note <laughs> <laughs> every time. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. <laughs> I'm just being on brand, Casey. I know. I know. <laughs> All right, so a couple of weeks ago, we got a request to talk about how to make your youth group crush fall in love with you. What a great topic idea. The comprehensive guide. Oh, sorry. Comprehensive guide. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> what, what was, the, what was the, the pitch? 
Matthew and Casey's comprehensive guide to making your youth group crush fall in love with you. Beautiful. Beautiful. I think it was pretty brave to ask you this. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Since you went on exactly zero dates. How dare you? That's, that's hate speech. <laughs> how, how dare you bring up my factual history here? I know that you have some good things for this, but I wish you could have, um, like, also done things that you would have said when you were in youth group, <laughs> which might just come down to, like, first you just have to exist <laughs> and be a girl and I'll fall in love with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why I'm you, sorry. Why are you so mean to me? <laughs> I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love this topic. I'm excited to talk about it. All right. So I don't have any expertise of how to make girls fall in love with you. Or guys. Uh, I've got nothing <laughs> on that one. As someone who fell in love with a different girl every week, I do feel like I have some expertise on how to make a guy fall in love with you. Okay. Uh, okay. So let's, let's tackle... Let's tackle this. If you're a girl, how to get a how to get your youth group guy crush to fall in love with you? All right, okay. so there, there is a song from oh, when. Oh from, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's go. Let's I'm undeterred. I'm going to do it anyway, even if you roll. Yeah, I want to hear it. I just wasn't ready for us to bring music into this. <laughs> okay, so if you're in youth group now, this song was before you were even born. It's by a band called The Counting Crows, and they mm. have a song mm. with a line that says, "All at once, you look across the crowded room to see the way that light attaches to a girl." Mm. So that that's what you that's the objective here. That's what you need is you just need to be the girl that when he looks across the room, you're the one that he sees. Okay. So that's the guy. And I guess I should preface this by saying every guy's different. This is, you know, every guy's different. So just because we think one thing about a guy, maybe he'll be different. And also if he's a tool, don't do these things. Right. <laughs> we're, just, we're assuming that if if you're in love with a guy he's kind of halfway decent so don't try to get a jerk to fall in love with you yeah don't get a jerk to fall in love with you i got three things i, I had three okay. ideas of how to make a youth group guy fall in love with you okay number 1 perfume mm. never underestimate perfume and this is why when you're a guy you're just <laughs> surrounded by bad smells all the time <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I know the guys sort of like take baths in cologne. And the reason they do that is because everything just kind of smells bad when you're a dude. Uh, I, there's something about like the going through puberty and the testosterone and everybody's sweaty and everybody's got BO and uh, you just you sweat more when you're a dude and it's, everything's just kind of gross. So wear perfume so that you can stand out as being someone who smells good. Well, there's something there's something very attractive to guys about about being different. And what I mean is <laughs> if a girl looks different, if she has longer hair, if, if just the, the things about girls that are different are the things that guys notice. And I can, except for glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So I think don't underestimate perfume because I can I can still remember just like going into church and like a girl would walk past me and I would I would smell like her perfume and it would just be this kind of captivating moment of like oh like oh there's something di- there's something different like they're they're so beautiful and mysterious and scents and they, are really powerful yes. like <clears throat> what they do to our brains even like um the way that scents can be attached to memories. Mm-hmm. So like if your mom wore a specific perfume and you smell that perfume, like 30 years later, you're just taken back to like her bathroom where she put it on every day or every Sunday or whatever. And I've actually used this to my advantage. <laughs> like if we go, no, just listen. If I, I've like purposefully created memories with scents before, like if we have a getaway or something like a specific candle or a specific lotion or something to like attach that memory to it, because I don't know, it's just it works. It's something. So look, look yeah. at you playing chess while the rest of us play checkers. 
I have a bag that I took on a trip uh, when I worked at Crusade. I went to Bolivia for a trip and a work trip. And I have a bag that I took and I bought it specifically for that trip. It was like a toiletry bag and it has a really like specific plastic smell mm-hmm. and it still smells that way like 15 years later and it's just crazy it's crazy that when i smell that bag i think of that trip oh yeah there you go perfume i i support this tip <laughs> right. but not too much don't overdo it right oh yeah don't overdo it definitely um how about this how about smile i know that sounds kind of <laughs> weird but if you're if no i'm not doing the whole thing of like oh you're pretty you should smile more you'd be even prettier Uh that's that's not the take the take is how do you get a guy to understand that you're interested in him Mm. that's where i'm going and i think probably the the one of the best ways to do that is let him catch you smiling at him but then Mm. hold, hold that smile just like an instant longer does that make sense like, don't look away like you're embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. Just like there's there's a normal length of a smile of like when, when you see somebody and you just kind of nod and, and grin at them and then look away. If you're mm-hmm. interested in somebody, just hold the smile just a little bit longer. Just as like a as a, as a visual cue of, of mm. hey, I'm looking at you. I like you. Mm. Okay. What do you, What do you think about that one? Yeah, I think that's great. I'm thinking through these things, trying to think through them as a teenager because teenagers do have something in their brains that make them a little more reckless. Mm -hmm. So obviously I'm not single. So none of these terms apply to me, but if I thought about smiling at someone on purpose and holding that, I kind of cringe, Mm -hmm. but like teenagers have, they have less of a, they're, they're just less cautious. So they're going to take the, like, she's going to listen to this and be like, okay, I can do this. (laughs) But maybe when she's 35, it would be like, oh, gosh, I can't do this. Well, also, I'm thinking of, of the gender part of this, too, because mm-hmm. especially in the in the church, um, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just kind of confronting the reality that if you're in the youth group or if you're a young adult, it's sort of expected that the guy is to be the initiator. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I think it kind of handicaps females sometimes of how can I express my interest to this guy without it seeming like I'm the aggressive one? Does that make right. sense? Right. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Totally. Um, okay. And I got one more. Think about this. <clears throat> Think about affirming his significance. <laughs> this isn't complicated at all. <laughs> I, I think... I, it, I think the one thing that guys need is to feel significant. Now, what I'm not saying is it's not it's not a woman's job to make to create the significance. That's something he's going to have right. to figure out on his own. Right. Uh, but if you can find ways to to affirm that of, of just hey, uh, you know, I, I like the way you said that. That that made a lot of sense. Or mm-hmm. just asking him what he thinks about things. I think the the parallel I would make is sort of how women deal with their appearance if that makes sense mm-hmm. of, you know, it's not a man's job to make a woman think she's beautiful. That, that has to come from her. Like she has to figure mm-hmm. that out. But right. man, it's really nice to hear that from a guy though. Sure. If you're yeah. a woman. It's, it's nice to get a compliment when you're a woman. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the parallel with, with, with guys too. If I, as a guy, I have to figure out my own significance. I have to figure out where that comes from. But it's it's really nice, like when I get it affirmed too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Those are really good tips. I like them. I'm really sorry for bringing the podcast to a serious place. <laughs> no, they're good. I think that, um, yeah, it's just it's hard to be a young person who likes someone and trying to figure out how to make them know that. And I think that sometimes we are a little scared to be direct like you were talking about. That's a great point. It's also really just a good thing to be direct (laughs) because for girls, you're setting a precedent like that, what you feel or think matters enough to say it. And like, as you go through your life, like you can go through your life trying to send signals and we do that um, subconsciously anyways, but if you want to just 
be like, hey, I, I like you, <laughs> then I think that it's okay if you want to just say that too. And then if he doesn't receive that, that's that's not really about you. It's it's him and whatever, you know. But, yeah, everything feels very big and overwhelming when you're a teenager, <laughs> especially your feelings. So. I'm, really, I'm really glad you said that because that's, that's such a great point um, about being direct. And I think especially for girls, too, of that's 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 just great advice to err on the side of being direct when you're talking to guys and also you're i mean some people are not gonna like it like a lot of i i know this from experience like people will kind of not like directness sometimes they won't they don't they are uncomfortable with it but that doesn't mean that you don't need to do it like com- like learning how to communicate how you feel is so important so just practice now. <laughs> well, and the, and the reason why it's good to be direct is because I think a lot of times uh, women will use nuance and assume that the guy is picking up on it, right? When right. he might not even realize that there's a game being played, let alone what the score mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Um, another thing I listen to, I don't know if you listen to it, that podcast on male and female friendships. And one thing they talked about that I thought would be so helpful for people is just like accept someone's answer. So like if you're direct with someone about your feelings and then they say like, um, well, I don't feel the same way, then just accept that and move on and don't try it. Like you don't have to um, like demonize them or demonize not a good word, but you don't have to like act like they're horrible or that you can't be friends anymore, but just accept, accept whatever, wherever someone's at. And yeah. So. What do you, that's, that, that's interesting. What do you think about, cause I've heard different thoughts about this. When is it okay to try again with somebody? Is it ever okay to try again with somebody if they say not interested? Uh, I feel like I don't really have the authority to answer that. I think I feel like that's something that's going to be different for every for people because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard I've heard takes that, you know, if you tell somebody you're not interested, they should never come back to you again because that's badgering or that's not respecting boundaries. I I don't know, though. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it depends on who you're dealing with. If mm-hmm. someone says they're not interested, but you know that person is like um, maybe not always forthcoming about their feelings, then maybe you should circle back around to that later. Yeah. You're like, well, are you sure? <laughs> I mean, is it yeah. is it ever okay to if you, if someone says I'm not interested, is it okay to just say, <laughs> can I come back later? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Can I ask you again in six months or whatever? If I still feel the same way, can I ask you again? Yeah, why not? That's a good question. Like directness is so good. We're so like hesitant to it because we're afraid of the answer, right? We're afraid of what the response is. And it's a vulnerable place to be to, to put your feelings out there. But it's just worth it every time. And, I, you know, I, I go back to what I said. I really think part of the, the reluctance to be direct is just sort of the the gender yeah for sure archetype yeah. in the church yeah um, even like i mean even like the whole um even if you're not even doing anything it's kind of like this slut shaming type of mindset like oh she's chasing after guys uh-huh you know <clears throat> like oh i'm sorry i'm a person with feelings and hormones and just a normal human yeah. Maybe it's different in youth groups now, though. I don't know. I have no idea. I just sort of assume everyone is... <laughs> is... We're all ta- We're talking from our 90s experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Nate would probably have some insight on what youth group relationships are like now, because he works in a high school and works with the youth at our church. I just assume <laughs> the youth group is like a, an online hangout at this point. <laughs> Everybody just comes into the room, gets on their phone, and chats with each other. (laughs) Oh, man. That would have been my dream come true. Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, that's – yeah. Because I was 100% more effective on the AOL buddy list. 
Oh, man. Than I was in real life. Yep. I hear you. I, I mean, would, I faked it really good. I, I, I couldn't even fake it. I would, I would go. I was forced. And, I was forced into it from a very young age. Well, as a pastor's Just kid, you had to. Being okay to be around people. Yeah. I would, I would go places where there would be uh, like youth group or like a, like a basketball game or something where there'd be a lot of girls around and wouldn't talk to any of them. Mm. And would come home and get on AOL instant messenger <laughs> and would <laughs> chat. I noticed that. your perfume tonight. <laughs> <laughs> would chat on. How um, awkward is it to tell someone over instant messenger that they smell good? <laughs> if it's awkward, I probably did it. Did, yeah, did I yeah. tell you what my uh, AOL handle was as a teenager? Yeah, you did. You did. You told um. You told Bethany and. Me. Yeah, it was E Suavo, short for <laughs> short for Eddie Suavo, which I just fashioned my. I imagined myself as being very suave. It wasn't even ironic. It was like, yeah, really Eddie. That's Suavo. really good. That's me. <laughs> it was like pick pick like people say dress for the job you want. It's like pick your screen name for the personality you want. <laughs> It wasn't even. We should move on. <laughs> the uh, there was a kid from my Christian high school that was really strange and never talked to anybody, and would just like listen to these really odd bands. And uh, <laughs> his was sex, so some, something like Sexy Beast. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> That's the kind of guy you're not going to hit up. No, don't smile at him extra across the room. <laughs> no, just. <laughs> Don't, don't don't perfume up for sexy beast. No, don't. <laughs> uh, all right, I like your answers better than mine. I like your answers too. I think it's important to have both. You can do both. Wear perfume and also just say what you feel. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, but when it when it gets flipped and it comes to uh, how to get girls to fall in love with you. Uh, you may just have to run that segment. <laughs> oh maybe, man! Or maybe, uh, maybe I'll just take that episode off, and you can, you can have, you can, ha- you can have Danny come in since Danny was an expert in that. Oh yeah, something like that. <laughs> All right, Christian tweets. Let's do it. Let's do it. I am pumped. <laughs> I am so pumped for this one. All right. Okay. Have, you, have you got the folder pulled up? I have it pulled up in front of me. I'm uh, ready. I will, we will go ladies first. I will let you have first choice. Uh, okay. Okay. I'll do the John Christ one. <laughs> John Christ. It's a quote. It was in response to his own tweet. My girlfriend wanted to come for her birthday. I don't really get it. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, buddy. As you age, there's really only one thing you want for your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, birthdays kind of lose their luster as you get older. Or do they gain their luster? (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I, I can't point to anything material that I've gotten for my birthday in the last 15 years. <laughs> but I remember all of the non-material gifts <laughs> very fondly. Oh, man. Did you know there's actually a song called Birthday Sex? <laughs> uh, who, is it? who is it by? I don't know. It's on YouTube. Hmm. I don't know, but somebody wrote a song about it. So, yeah. roll, roll Tide. okay you go now all right uh this one's not my favorite i'm just gonna we're just gonna build up build up Uh, christine kane yes she as she took a break from trying to end human trafficking to no she didn't she just took a break from trying to make us all feel guilty (laughs) She took a break from heroically trying to end human trafficking to bang out this tweet. (laughs) 
don't devalue your small contribution. <laughs> you don't know what seeds of a miracle you are packing. Yes. Wow. Thank you, Christine. Christine. What does that... What is that even... What seeds you're packing? I think it's like a... Is she talking about, like, how you pat the dirt after you plant seeds? <laughs> No, packing, like, like you're packing heat. like you. Oh, like, packing. Yeah, uh, packing mean like you have with you. You're carrying. so weird. Because we don't, I, nobody says that. Don't devalue your small contribution. Hey, Christine, stop subtweeting me. <laughs> that was a good one. You don't I thought maybe she meant to say the seeds you're planting. It's just so weird. <laughs> hey, you know who could have used this tweet? <laughs> Please tell me. Onan. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for nothing. Good, good, good. Okay, here we go. You said you want to build, so you just need to tell me which one you want me to read next. I don't, I don't care. Just pick whatever you want. Okay. You have the Piper one on. Are we go, Are we going to go over this one again? Oh, I mean, at least we can. I never took it out of the folder. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Piper says, I, this is so good, we have a double dip. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to get saved every morning. I wake up and the devil is sitting on my face. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's going to win this year. Let me kind of do the clap emoji (laughs) sound effect to do the clap emoji. Satan does not respect (laughs) consent. Oh my goodness. Why did he say that? <laughs> I like the Piper's go to for being. <laughs> I like his, his go to response is just get saved. Another thing is this whole thing is leading to an article about six wrong reasons to check your phone in the morning like what <laughs> just yes. oh but are they gospel centered reasons that is my question of course they are of course they are it's a desiring god article about gospel centered reasons you're doing everything wrong why only six could we not get 17 gospel centered reasons to check your phone slacking on us desire wow i agree i agree slacking (laughs) all right can i can i do the marriage bed one next yeah let's hear it There, there was one i thought about putting in the folder it was like about all right i'll just pull it up Okay, let's hear it. I'm ready. It, it won't be the one I sent you in the DMs. <laughs> there's a there's a truly outstanding one that we couldn't read on this podcast. <laughs> it uh, it involved a, a lady's private parts. I don't I don't think I saw that one. <laughs> I sent it to all right. No, you didn't. <laughs> You sent me the hot button one. <laughs> but it wasn't that. <laughs> okay. I didn't even see this one. Oh, gosh. I'm not ready. Sex between her ears versus between her legs. Oh, my. <laughs> Why emotions matter. <laughs> I think one of my favorites that they've done a few times in the last we're not we're not even the one in the folder when they're like it's a it's leading to an article about talking about sex with your spouse Mm -hmm. but they're like 
the best kind of oral sex. <laughs> That's the lead into the article. It's about talking about sex. <laughs> I'm like, actually, I'm going to go with no. That's not the best kind of <laughs> Okay. All right. This one and then the one that's actually in the folder. In theory, all women can have multiple orgasms. I saw this one. In practice, some never will and some never want to. Her call, guys. <laughs> I love the uh, well, I love the straw what man. Do with Paul. I love the straw man there that that they're lecturing these they're lecturing these husbands who are demanding that their that their wives <laughs> <laughs> orgasm more than once. We are not done until this happens again. <laughs> and the marriage bed has to come riding in on their tricycle, blow the whistle, and say. Husbands, it's her call. Move on. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is this whole this all of this is gonna make the tweet that you put in the folder seem (laughs) really boring. Okay, I I love this kind of tweet though. I just I love it. I love it. I love it. The marriage bed. What if your choices have a powerful effect on your marriage? Hashtag marriage tip. It's groundbreaking. Hey, slow down, guys. (laughs) You've lost me already. Oh, man. That's like... It's like something you teach children, right? Your choices, <laughs> your choices have an effect on your life. It's like a Stephen Furtick sermon. What if, what if your choices affect your life? <laughs> what if your life is your choices? Good. I bet somebody has that tattoo. <laughs> I, I just I can't. <laughs> it makes me so happy. What if your choices have a powerful effect on your marriage? It's groundbreaking. It, it is really groundbreaking. is. Oh, but, wow! But what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want me to read Garrett? <laughs> I would love it if you read Garrett. Hey. Wow. This morning, I met BJ at a coffee shop. (laughs) (laughs) He's in his 70s. He was studying his Bible and shared that he was meditating on what he'd learned at church last week and was preparing to hear the word this week. He greeted passersby, talked to a few about Jesus. More BJs, please. (laughs) (laughs) Buddy. How do you not see this? <laughs> I, I, I like this tweet looking at his profile picture where he's in the foreground smiling <laughs> at the camera and his wife is in the background <laughs> smiling at him over his shoulder. <laughs> and I just imagine it's like right as he said, more BJs, please. <laughs> and she just looked at him like, oh, if only I had known. <laughs> That's horrible. I'll take that out. How did he not? How did he not know that right before he tweeted it? Maybe he ran out of characters because it's a really long tweet, and he put like he used like paragraph spacing. (laughs) (laughs) He could have said like, "I wish I knew more people like BJ" or something like that. Well, you know the the crazy thing is uh, BJ. (laughs) <laughs> BJ's real name Oral Roberts <laughs> That doesn't even make sense It doesn't but I did it anyway <laughs> Okay go <laughs> <laughs> Alright so the next one This is a really strange tweet from this Influencer I ran across <laughs> Let's hear it 
and you know we don't we don't do we don't do tweets on christian twitter unless they're from somebody that's kind of a big deal (laughs) this is this is from uh casey (laughs) i don't know what ladies need to hear this but you don't have to wear tiny underwear if you don't want to I'm just saying our grannies were on to something. Amen. With, with old lady <laughs> emoji to finish it off. You know what? That tweet resonated with people. <laughs> I just feel strongly about undergarments enough to tweet about them. But you should be comfortable and... <laughs> Just because when you were young, somebody told you that you had to not ever have your panty line show. I was in the store the other day, and it said, I, I was shopping, just like browsing, and there's this package of underwear. And on the back, it said, because panty lines are just not okay. I'm like, who made that up? Why do, like, does a man ever think, I don't want anyone to know I'm wearing underwear? No. So why do women have to pretend that they're not wearing underwear? And what's the purpose? Oh, it's so that when a guy looks at it, your butt, there's no obstruction. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, oh, no. Her her butt curve is obstructed by that panty line. No. You just wear whatever you want and whatever is comfortable. And, Yeah. I feel strongly about it. And if you want to go high-waisted, I'm just telling you, your life is going to change. <laughs> well, first of all, the amount of privilege in this tweet is frankly <laughs> sickening. <laughs> Why? That you would restrict this to ladies. Okay. And just assume that we Literally, gentlemen. no one in your life has ever recommended that you wear a Thong, right again the privilege on display <laughs> in this podcast thinking you know me <laughs> you don't know my life <laughs> how do you know that that you know you can't wear a vial of your wife's blood <laughs> and regular underwear you have to spice it up <laughs> that's the thing i'm not saying you can't be sexy it's just, you can be sexy on your own terms and your times that you want to be. <laughs> right? Sexy on my own terms. Uh, look, for not, my new, look for my new I'm, memoir. <laughs> I'm not talking to you specifically. I'm talking to ladies. I, I mean, wear what you want. If you want to wear those underwear then, and they're comfortable to you, then go for it. But, Yeah. <laughs> There's a time and a place for everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to change the world. (laughs) Change the way that women view all their undergarments. That's my new mission in life. I I can already, I'm already imagining the feedback from from your fans (laughs) that this episode is going to get. It's going to be impressive. We'll see. From your legion of... Uh, from your Legion of Haas fans. All right, well, we're, we just make so many decisions about what we do with our bodies based on men. And it gets old. It gets really old. Yeah, but it's it's totally unco- like It's not conscious a lot of the time. So then one day you're like, why am I doing this? And you're like, nope, not anymore. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joel Houston from Hillsong. <laughs> this is the one we're ending on? <laughs> I think it's the only one left, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. Let's hear it. Joel Houston. This is a good one. Uh, from Hillsong United. Tweeted the word, I'm. <laughs> you have to fill in the blank. Yeah. It's like a... um. Everybody says what they are, you know, because that's what we like to do is all be our own individual everything. 
Even actually, though we're all just projections. Yeah, I mean, why reply to any tweet when nothing's real? So I didn't actually reply to this tweet. How would you fill in the blank for this one? I'm. You want me to answer that right now? Yeah, like what? What would what would like the funniest response to that be? For him or for myself? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know enough about him. So, <laughs> well, I mean, just like absent, I mean, without any knowledge of who he is, just what would like a funny response to that be? I don't know. I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> is he the guy who started Hillsong? Uh, I think he's Brian Houston's son, maybe. Okay. So I I'm know that. I, I rich think because my dad's a famous Christian. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, let's it's let's leave the Cameron String subtweets out of this. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Man, I those, thinking, those mega church people are so rich. I was thinking I'm exercising like a non-believer. <laughs> That's way better and not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird, like all those. In jokes like exercising like a non-believer and Tomlinization of the modern worship industry. <laughs> Every time I go to tweet something like that, I just think, eh, nobody's going to get this. That stuff is so old." But no, like, everybody, everybody gets it. Everybody remembers. It's just that stuff is so weird. Like everybody remembers it. Yeah, and they even changed their article title about exercising like a non-believer. <laughs> I feel like this podcast and my blog probably get some credit for that because I think so. I it's, think so. It's become a I think you joke. should take credit. Even if it, even if it's not really you, you should take credit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think we've talked about this before, but the uh the Tomlinization thing, I think that guy took that out of his original article because we made fun of it so much. <laughs> oh man. So people who sit around and get mad about modern worship music need this podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> it's like have you ever picked up an old hymnal like people have been singing jesus as my boyfriend song since the 1400s <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true yeah what if i what if i replied i'm in love with the transformed wife <laughs> oh that lady should we check on her before we close out <laughs> Actually, my dad just told me he's bringing the kids back to me. So, hold on. Hold on. Let's check on her. I really am so perplexed by the fact that she has so few followers but gets all that traction. That means people are going and looking for her uh, tweets. Yeah. (laughs) a Mark of the Beast tweet. Would you get an implant in your skin to take the place of a credit card? Is this the mark of the bees? And then she's like, uh, she has a picture of another tweet. <laughs> she's great. I want to meet her in real life. Not before you meet Joshua Mills, though. And if I did, I would wear a crop top and cut off shorts. <laughs> Just to make her mad. <laughs> Our husbands aren't perfect, so we must stop thinking they should be. We're not perfect, so we need to stop thinking that we are. Where's the straw man um, sound effect? (laughs) 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 Nobody thinks anyone's perfect, or they should be. (laughs) I just want to yell at people who get outraged by the transform wife that she is a troll, and... Whenever you get outraged and retweet her with a snarky response, she wins. Like, you lose. I, you I know. Lose when and you I get... don't disagree with you, but the things she's tweeting are so sensitive for women. It's so hard to to be rational. Like, whatever, whatever is your, like, what's your very sensitive issue from well, how you, you were you know, raised? Casey, that's just very uh, <laughs> emblematic of the differences in gender. Uh, you know, very too emotional. Can't, can't really, you know, think on a logical level. That's just, 
very uh, systematic in the, in the female gender. That's like that's like everyone getting mad at Driscoll this last week because of his theology comments. It's just such a sensitive issue for so many, and so it, it even if he is just being a troll, it's like I can't ignore it because it's it's getting me right in the gut. Well, you know, it's just very <laughs> systematic of the Calvinist. It's just very uh, you know, it's just one of the differences in denominations. <laughs> Anyways, transform life. Wow. How awkward is it to tell someone over instant messenger that they smell good? (laughs) (laughs) If it's awkward, I probably did it. Yeah. Don't, don't don't perfume up for sexy beast. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Angina.